For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, that's 800-747-3733, title sponsors from day number one, no, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, 
2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey everyone, we're on vacation this week, but that does not stop us from pumping out shows here on Zaslow Show 2.0. And today, we have a special treat for everyone. Hollywood Joy Taylor stops by. She's very passionate about the Barbie movie. We get into that. We do some Miami Heat, Damian Lillard action with her as well. I hope you guys enjoy. Yes, all guests here on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba, European roots of the Caribbean soul. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. That's the beer of choice here in the Zaslow Mansion. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. Remember, you always got to drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Joy Taylor, my former co-host, Zaslow and Joy, who is a major, major star on FS1. Speak every weekday, 4.30 p.m. Joy, how are you? You doing all right? You look great. You good? I'm doing good. So it's finally summer in L.A. And uh, hopefully we'll get some great Miami Heat news sooner rather than later. And football season's here. Yeah, so. we're at a good time of the year. Do you, do you in L.A., do you run by any of these uh, uh, actor and writer strikes? Do you see any of this stuff? Oh, yeah, every day. So they're just out on the they're just out on the corner doing their thing, huh? Yeah, yeah. Every, uh, like the whole the whole city shut down, really, as far as as those productions go. Um, we are obviously doing live shows, so we're not we don't have writers on our shows um, or actors, obviously. So we we're we're still affected. Like a lot of the production people are still affected, and um, and all that. And obviously, we're you know supportive and in solidarity with them, but. Yeah, it's the the whole everything is affected by the strike here in the city because it's the entertainment capital of the world. So everyone in LA to some capacity works with or around or makes money through the entertainment business. You have caterers who aren't being booked for big catering jobs. Every union production has to have meals and food and water and coffee and snacks oh, that available to everyone that works there you have to have lunches like you have you have to provide all of that for your crew and those companies aren't being booked for those productions you have people who obviously work in lighting or work in you know stage uh creation carpenters um it's everything is affected by the halt because there are no shows being made i didn't think of it that way i didn't realize wardrobe you know people who tailors uh that work in you know uh costume design everything is frozen so even if you're not particular you are not an actor or a writer um who is striking right now the fact that there are no productions being made there are no there are no new shows being sold you know nobody nobody is working right now so it's really like it's a big deal yeah i did not i did not realize that 
And it's weird, too, because, you know, all these movies that are coming out now and TV shows, too, for that matter. And hell, like the fall season on regular television, there's going to be a lot of new shows that are coming out that weren't affected by the strike because they're in the can already. But you don't have any of the actors promoting any of the movies or any of the new shows, you know, because like they're on strike and they're in solidarity and they want to promote their movie, but they're not because they're, they're trying to do the right thing. It sucks. Well, I mean, anytime there's a strike, obviously there's, there's consequences to aiding, you know, whatever you're striking against. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's, it, it obviously it affects the, the smaller level actors and, you know, writers who aren't established with big production houses uh, way more than it affects somebody like The Rock or, you know, Margot Robbie or, you know, someone like that. Um, people who are making the, you know, 10, 15 million dollars a movie and who also get those residuals because they have the leverage to have those contract negotiations. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a really pivotal time for the business because obviously you know a lot of this strike has to do with um the the ai and everything going digital and streaming and the reality is the business has changed it's not the same business that the original agreements applied to it, you don't you have streaming you have to adjust the the arrangements to provide for the new technology that's being used to distribute <laughs> the content. So, um, so yeah, and it's, it's really, it's a lot, like it's, it's really hard on people. Like it's been, uh, it's been a really interesting time to be in LA and, you know, understanding the dynamics of the city and the business. It may seem like it's just like a bunch of actors whining or, you know, writers, you know, complaining that they're not getting, you know, acknowledged, but it's, it's really the structure of the content business here in Los Angeles. Like it's, everything that's made is made a certain way within a certain structure and distributed in that, in that way. Like there's unions here. There's, like I said, like you have caterers, you have carpenters, you have uh, costume design people, you have makeup, you have hair, you have, you know, there's so many levels of this business that are all being affected and are, are, are all vital to making the content that we all consume and love. And so it may seem frivolous, but that's because shows are coming out right now and there are still movies coming out, but once that stops, it will yeah. run out. Yeah. Uh, you know, are you going to go to the movie theater and rewatch a, you know, a movie that's already been made? Like I'm Gosh, not. Is, is that what they'll do? They'll just put, they'll bring back older movies and, and put those in the theaters to stay open. If we get to that point. Um, if we get, I don't, I hope it won't go that long. I don't think that it will, but eventually the new content will run out. Yeah. As of right now, you know, they're going to lean into, uh, you know, uh, content that's already been made, obviously reintroducing shows that people haven't watched necessarily, or, you know, uh, encouraging people to go back and, and binge watch shows that they didn't, you know, participate in originally and, and things like that. But yeah, eventually the content's going to run out because it's a, it's a it's a process. You have to shoot it, you have to edit it, you have to re-edit it, you have to prepare it to be pitched to you know uh, market. Like there's there's a there's a process to making the content. It's not like they're like okay, well, strikes over, like go make Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know, like it takes years to make shows like that. So the the break is eventually going to affect us getting new shows and shows that were already you know in the process of being made. So yeah. I saw I saw you watched Barbie. Did you love it? It instantly 
uh, entered my top 10 movies of all time. Wow. It is a perfect movie, in my opinion. I think it has everything. It was brilliantly written, uh, perfectly casted. The actors were amazing. Ryan Gosling was excellent. Margot Robbie was unbelievable. Issa Rae, America Ferreira. Um, it was uh, Kate McKinnon. Um, yeah, like it's it's just a great, great movie. It's very timely. And it brings me a lot of happiness because there's something wrong with me that people are upset about it. Because I, I find it so funny that people wake up every day and find something new to be fake outraged over. Because it's very and woke, I, right? Is that the complaint? It's very woke? Well, I mean, I think we've had this discussion before. I don't know what the fuck woke means when people say that. I don't know what the fuck it means. I know what the original woke meant, but I don't know what this like word that just gets thrown out. I had this conversation with mean. my older son a couple weeks ago about what the word meant and what it means now yeah so for those who don't understand them we'll get back to barbie in a second woke was a term that black people use to say to people to remind them not to trust institutions so stay woke meant pay attention to what the government is doing or if they're taking away certain rights or something's happening to distract you from what what the the long term goal is within institutions? So it would be like, oh, stay woke. What it means now is, ironically, it, it, it's been it's been so distorted and weaponized that the actual purpose of the word is kind of what people are trying to say, but they're so stupid and annoying that they don't understand it. So so from what I can gather, woke just means anything that is liberal. Yeah. Anything that is inclusive. Anything that anything, you cry about. Yes. Anything that, that uh, is evolved or uh, pertains to progress or inclusivity or uh, kindness. Or, or I think it or just means, like I mean, I think the proper meaning, at least at this point, is I think it just means having empathy for people who are different than you. But yeah. it's but it's so, been so weaponized. If so if it's you're woke, if you're woke, then that's what you are, which. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm woke, but that's not actually what it means at all. So, um, but that's yeah, the so big I complaint don't... with Barbie, right? It's it, oh, it's so woke. That's what everyone's complaining about, right? Sorry to break up the conversation here, guys, but I got to tell you, you know, if you have a water leak in your home and you can't find where it's coming from, you got to call or text Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. My boys, the Greensteins, they have over 60 years of combined experience at Water Cleanup of Florida. Their team is prepared to handle all and any type of leak detection issue, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. After the leak has been located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida cleans, dries, and fully restores the damaged areas. Fully licensed, insured, Water Cleanup of Florida is certified to provide that one-stop shopping all of us busy business owners and homeowners require. No need to bring in other contractors. Water Cleanup of Florida handles the entire project from start to finish. They service the entire Tri-County area, Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties, Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida right when you know something might be a problem. 954-900-8635, WCUFL.com, Water Cleanup of Florida, we clean up your schmutz. Well, uh, so it's complex because, yes, it's woke and that it is extremely inclusive. 
and that it is pro women mm-hmm. and um, that it encourages you to be a complete person that practices empathy and understanding for other humans or Barbies in this case. Um, so yes, if that is something that you don't enjoy, uh, in general as a lifestyle, then yes, this, this movie is probably too woke for you. I guess my other pushback would be being someone who played with Barbies growing up. Like, I don't know. Did you play with Barbies? No. (laughs) Okay. Um, I, I played with Barbies growing up. I was a Barbie girl. I loved Barbies. Um, and the, the, the critique other than it being woke of the movie is that it's pro Barbie and anti Ken. So therefore anti men, Mm -hmm. because it's pro women, Barbies representing women, Ken representing men. The, the, the funny thing about it is when I played with Barbies growing up, I only had one Ken because Nobody gives a fuck about Ken. No one. <laughs> I've never gone to the to the Toys R Us and begged my mother to buy me another Ken. No one cares about Ken. You have a Ken, honestly, out of principle. It, I never played with Ken. You just put Ken there, and then we played with the Barbies. Mm-hmm. He had a nice life, my Ken. He dated all the Barbies. Yeah, and, good for him. You know, like he just just chilled there. No one asked him anything because it wasn't about Ken. It was Barbie's dream house, and it was Barbie's Corvette, and it was. Barbie's boat and Barbie's RV. It was never about, it was never called Ken's RV. I wouldn't want Ken's RV. I want Barbie's RV because Barbie's RV is pink and Ken's RV would be hideous and covered <laughs> in flames. So the, 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 the movie tells that story. And because it's well-written, it's a, you know, a bit of a reflection of society and where we are with, you know, relations between men and women. Um, but it's it's just funny to me because it it reemphasizes what Barbies were, which is a a doll that little girls enjoyed playing with because it was Barbie. Because Barbie had the car, and Barbie was awesome, and Barbie had the careers, and it wasn't it wasn't brainwashing us then. But now all of a sudden, there's a movie that explains how Barbie works. Now all of a sudden, it's woke. So. So my takeaway is, are you saying that girls shouldn't play with dolls now? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how far you guys have gone off the rails trying to regulate every bit of content and everything that's going on. You complain about everything so much that now it's woke to play with dolls. So I can't keep up. But it seems like, to me, all they did was make a movie about my childhood experience and every other Barbie girl that ever played with Barbies. and at the time. I was told girls play with dolls. So are you, I guess, you know, I guess the messaging was always wrong. And now everyone's been, been hip to the idea that Ken never mattered. I played with Ken. What do I care about Ken for? Absolutely. I, I couldn't even imagine going into Toys R Us. Like, oh my God, this new Ken, how awesome. I cares about Ken. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'll see it once it comes out streaming. Cause um, you know, uh, yeah, I'm not going to end up making my way to the theater for Barbie. I got two teenage boys, you know, but we'll, well, we'll watch yeah, it when it's streaming. It's, we'll watch it when fair. it comes out. I actually out. think, I think, um, I think you and Sam would really enjoy it. I think Sam would love it. Um, but it's, it's actually like a good, it's a great movie. I, like that's outside what it of looks like, like, 
outside of the entertainment that I personally got from all of the snowflake tears and it not making sense why they were mad, uh-huh. it's really like a very funny, really good movie. So I think you'll like it. But I I also love going to the movies. Like I'm going to go see Oppenheimer. Oh, I too. saw Mission Impossible. Oppenheimer's great. Um, I loved it. Loved it. Uh, I'm going to go see it. I also saw Mission Impossible. I'm going to see on Man. Like I, I'm a movie goer. I like going to the movies. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I hear you. And I saw Ninja Turtles. Uh, we saw Ninja Turtles last week, me and my younger son. It's very funny. It's really good. It's good. It's, it's okay. new Ninja Turtles. Anyway. Uh, I'll get right back to the conversation here in a second, but if you're in the market for a new car, maybe you can't decide where to go, hey, that's not a problem. I'm sending you to the only car dealership I personally endorse. Yeah, we're talking North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're going to see the widest inventory of newest Subaru models on the market. Whatever you're looking for, maybe you're looking for something spacious, an SUV for the family. Maybe you're just looking for a Subaru sedan for your daily commute. Whatever you're looking for, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru is sure to have the perfect model for you. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, we're talking the North Fort Lauderdale Subaru promise. That's guaranteed most money for your trade. Three-day exchange policy. You're out the door 90 minutes or less after you say yes. 100% credit approval. Lifetime vehicle warranty. You could shop right now. NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go. NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Let's talk a little bit about Damian Lillard here. All right. What have you made of the reaction to what's going on? The, you know, do you think there's a bias against the Heat? Is there a Miami bias there? If it was another team that was trying to get Lillard, would they be getting the same reaction as far as, wow, that, that's a shitty offer that the Heat have made? What have you made of the reaction to this whole situation? Yes, I, I have felt that there has been a negative reaction to it because it's the heat, because I think people are still not over LeBron. And I think people don't want to admit that they're not over LeBron because for the most part, most of us have taken a step back from the decision and realized like, maybe, maybe it was overreaction. You know, maybe it was like, he was the first one to do it. And he ripped Cleveland's heart out, sure. But, like, eh, he also raised millions of dollars for charity. And now everyone does it. So is it really that big of a deal? Most reasonable people have come to the conclusion that they overreacted with the hatred towards LeBron for the decision. But they're not ready to admit that they, they have moved on completely from hating the Heat. So here it is happening again. Damian Lillard, a, a top 75 player who... Most organizations would absolutely love to have, probably all. If they could add him without losing any of their, you know, particularly great pieces, they would love to have Damian Lillard. Consummate professional, uh, great player, completely dedicated to the game. And here he is choosing Miami. Why wouldn't he choose Boston? Why wouldn't he choose Philadelphia, even though they can never make it past the second round of the playoffs, no matter how good their stars are? Why wouldn't he choose the Lakers? Why wouldn't he choose Milwaukee? Um, So the the idea that he wants to go to Miami bothers people. I think also people really feel like Miami is a bit uh, arrogant 
in that they're not just willing to give up whatever they have for Damian Lillard. And I, I mean, I've had a lot of these conversations during the postseason about Miami, where I was fighting for my life every day, trying to explain why Miami is here. And I still feel like even though the Heat went all the way to the finals with the roster that they had, people will still find ways to argue to the death that everyone else in the East is in a better situation than Miami. And I I just don't get, it's just not reasonable. Miami has been to the finals two of the last four years in the Eastern Conference. So they're better than any other team in the Eastern Conference, not named Milwaukee, because Milwaukee won the championship. They're the most successful team in the Eastern Conference in, in the last 13 years. Miami Heat. Sure, sure. And I will and I will give a nod to Milwaukee because Milwaukee won the championship. Um, and they, even though I don't think that their roster is the same as the roster that won the championship, I think players like uh, P.J. Tucker do not get the credit that they deserve for what they contributed to that roster. I don't think Chris Middleton is as healthy. But fine, they got Giannis. I'll give you the nod. But nobody else in the East is really a reasonable pitch to me. Because Boston lost significant pieces. Philadelphia, once again, cannot get past the second round of the of the playoffs and now has a new coach that I like, but still has a new coach. Milwaukee, by the way, also has a new coach. So when you're going down the list of options for Damian Lillard, if he were to ask to leave, Miami has the same president and Pat Riley, the same coach and Eric Spolstra, both champions. The, the A core that went to two finals in the last four years and has shown the ability to build rosters around star players better than anyone else in the Eastern Conference. Because I think the Warriors do a great job of that as well. He's not going to ask to go to a team in the Western Conference. So when you go down the list on the East, who else would you send him to? Who else would you want to go to? Who else would you send him to? So, so yeah, so I'm being long-winded, but I'm saying, yes, like people want to make arguments for other teams that, create who build up less animosity in their spirit than the heat do. But the reality is the heat are the best option for Damian Lillard. Well, and my biggest problem with the media reaction throughout this has been the ones who are pointing their finger at the heat saying, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to offer this. You need to up the offer. You need to, why, why do the heat need to do that? I mean, here is our offer. Take it or leave it. Like, like the heat don't need, it's not like, like, I can understand if the Heat are out in public complaining about the Blazers dragging their feet. Joe Cronin won't return their calls. And then you say, because the Heat are complaining, then you say, well, you need to up your offer. The Heat haven't said a word. The Heat made an offer. Take it or don't. See ya. You know, so this idea that the Heat need to do this or need to do that, the Heat don't need to do shit. They made an offer. The Blazers are the ones with the problem. The Heat don't have a problem. The Heat were just in the finals. You have a problem. You have a player who wants out. You're trying to rebuild. We're willing to help you with this problem. This is our offer. Take it or leave it. So that's been my big problem is those who are pointing their finger at the heat as if they're doing something wrong here. They don't have to do shit. <laughs> they don't. They don't. And I, and look, obviously the heat's roster needs another star. I, I, I think they need another piece. It's evident uh, that Jimmy Butler has really gone above and beyond 
to put this team in position to compete for a championship through the last four years. But I agree. You, Blazers, are the ones who chose to take Scoot Henderson. Yeah. You could have traded that pick. You lied. You lied to Dane. You said that you were all in on winning a championship right now. And then you went and kept that pick and drafted Scoot Henderson. You made no effort to bring in any other veteran pieces to supplement the roster. The, the, the roster, everyone on the roster is 24 years old or under. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a roster for the future. So you lied to Dame. After, by the way, Dame was loyal. And now you're in a situation where he's at a point in his career where he's ready to go play for a championship. You're at a point in your organization's timeline where you're building for the future. This is all on the Blazers. The Blazers had an opportunity to come to Dame privately and say, what do you want to do? Because this is where we are as an organization, and this is the direction we're going to be going in for the next couple of years. And if Dame says, okay, if you're not going to do that, please trade me. Let's do it quietly. Let's, let's, let's figure out a place that makes sense for everyone and get it done. Instead, they went and drafted Scoot Henderson and tried to keep, like, you're, you're trying to please everybody and you're pleasing no one at the same time. And now you're in this situation. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anyone to blame here but the Blazers. And I don't think that they're dysfunctional or poorly run. It's just they're, they're trying to do everything and nothing at the same time. So what's, what's the purpose of trying to squeeze one more draft pick out of Miami or whatever? Like, you chose the direction you wanted to go in loudly, mm-hmm. loudly mm-hmm. with this draft pick. You yeah. chose this direction. You knew what this was. And I'm sure you had conversations with Dame before that draft. So, uh, yeah. So I don't have a lot of sympathy for anybody, for anyone in, on that side of it. Like, this is, this is what you have to do. It's kind of similar to Aaron Rodgers with the Packers and him wanting to go to the Jets. like. We knew that deal was going to get done. It took longer than everyone thought it would, but he wasn't going anywhere else. And the Packers were ready to move on. That's why he drafted Jordan Love and then paid Jordan Love to stay there. <laughs> so it's, it's like, like all these choices were made. So I, I honestly, I think it's going to get done. It's taken longer than I think most people felt like it would because the Blazers are dragging their feet. But eventually the Blazers don't really have a choice. Like, are they going to, Force Damian Lillard to play there. No. Oh, and so then once you get to training camp, every single day it's asking questions about it. It's an untenable situation. Can't do it. Uh, I Can't wanted do it. to. Talk, I wanted to talk some NFL with you. We'll have to save that for next time. You're a busy girl. I gotta let you go before we let you go. Here, guys, we're wrapping up today's show. Hey, maybe you're wrapping up your day wherever you are. Maybe it's time to go to sleep. I don't know what you're doing, but if it is time to go to sleep, you're not going to have the best sleep unless you're sleeping on the softest sheets. You know I'm talking about sheets and giggles. That's right. Sheets and giggles, sustainable eucalyptus sheets. They're naturally softer, cooler, more breathable than anything you've ever slept on. The Zaslow family, all of us, we have sheets and giggles. Those are the bed sheets we use now and forever. Since sheets and giggles jumped on board Zaslow Show 2.0 about four or five months ago, 
You may see me on YouTube.com slash at Zaslow showing like, wow, Zaslow, you look so well rested. You look so good. Why is that? It's because I'm now one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on sheets and giggles. It's one less thing I have to worry about. The only place that I ever have to go now to get my bed sheets, SheetsGiggles.com. My man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he did it. He did it. We're all having the best sleeps of our lives now. And if you're not getting sheets and giggles sheets for your bed just yet, you're not getting the best kind of sleep. Sheetsgiggles.com. Again, sheetsgiggles.com. But lastly here, uh, one of the things I miss the most about doing the show with you is we, we have very similar taste in our television viewing habits. What are you watching these days or have you finished Netflix? <laughs> Um, no, I haven't finished Netflix, but I am watching the F1 series and I'm watching quarterback. So I am, I'm all in on the, the sports docu-series right now. I think they're fascinating. The F1 one is, is great. I'm feeling like I, I, I should transition to an F1 reporter because it seems like I, I just get to travel the world and cover sport, which is like half of what I do, like mixed together. <laughs> in a bowl um but but i love that series and like learning about that sport from from that perspective what about a scripted show are you watching any scripted shows i'm still i'm still in the middle of peaky blinders yeah me me too i I can't i can't finish it i love it but i can't i can't can't finish it i'm in the middle of it too the episodes are an hour so like i gotta sit down you have to pay you gotta concentrate yeah i have to watch it with it's not yeah it's not an easy watch you gotta concentrate so i'm still in the middle of peaky blinders for for you know you gotta watch which which we watch we're probably gonna watch the finale tonight hijack with Idris Elba. I, I, I saw a lot of people talking about that good show. Good show. Really good show. I tweeted yeah. about it. He liked my tweet, Idris Elba. I, that was that was very cool. He liked my tweet. So watch Hijack. Does, that, does that make you more handsome if Idris Elba likes my I don't know. Tweets? You tell me. Look at this punum. I mean, it looks a little bit more handsome, right? I got that I rub think, from Idris I think Elba. You like, I think you got a little handsome rub. Yeah. I think so, right? There you go. All right. Uh, yeah, watch Hijack. Hijack's really... And we also watched Lincoln Lawyer on Netflix. Lincoln Lawyer's good. Oh, yeah. I, I crushed that show a long time ago. Well, no. The, the last half of the season just came out yesterday. Oh, there's a new season? Well, it's the last half of this season. Yeah. Yeah, there's new episodes. Oh. Yeah, there's like oh, four more exciting. episodes. Yeah, just watch it. It's really good. Okay. All right. Yeah, I like that, though. Joy, uh, promote some stuff here. Tell people things. Um, check out Speak on FS1, 4.30 Eastern. That's my daily show. And go follow my foundation. I have some stuff coming up um, that's exciting. So Joy T Foundation on social media and Joy Taylor Talks. Awesome. Great job, Joy. Thanks a lot. You're killing it. Thanks.